Welcome back to another episode of Highlighted the All Sports Culture Podcast. It's Sam. It's Sully. I'm back. I missed a couple episodes. I was on a little bit of a vacation, but I'm back. Happy to be on the podcast. Kurt is not going to be with us today, um, which is unfortunate, but me and Sam are going to be going over the you know playoff games, play-in games, excuse me. We're going to be giving our reaction to those, and then we're going to be talking about our first round predictions. And at the end of the episode, we will give our finals predictions so we can lock those in early. We do have Kurt's final predictions, so if he obviously if you bet on it and you get it wrong uh you can go send him death threats on twitter so uh let's get right into it talk about the playing games they were pretty good overall um i think the first thing we if you want to mention is what do you think about the you know system that they have going on you think they should stick with it or you don't like it that much oh i absolutely love it uh i i talked to me and kurt talked about this in the last episode um when we were previewing the play-in I, I asked him, I'm like, how do you feel about the plan just overall? And he's like, yeah, I think it's cool. And I think it's getting too much hate. I'm like, I said, I think this is the most smart idea the NBA has had in a while. I, I, I love this so much. I am as pro playing as you can get because it's inspiring more teams to be playoff focused and make a run at the playoffs and not sit back and just pick up lottery picks. I mean, you saw a team like the Bulls who are shit. They bought hard at the deadline trying to make the playoffs. And now Zach Levine obviously got hurt down the stretch and that hurt their chances. But you're going to see more teams like that trying to make an effort to get into this play and just get a shot at a postseason berth. And I absolutely love that because you're seeing games like Golden State Grizzlies, Hornets Wizards that you saw uh, the day before the play-in started, the last day of the season where you're getting a lot of these winner go home situations. And then you're getting actual winner go home games in the playoffs or in this play in. And now some of them haven't been that fun. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, blowouts to say the least. And that's just the nature of the game. I mean, I didn't really expect us to escape the play in without like, with no, like blowouts but some people are like complaining way too much about it and i get that but it, it's just it's more about getting teams to be competitive than not if you get what i'm saying it's not a and i just love this like competitive aspect of winner go home it makes a, some really good basketball and we saw that on full display with lakers warriors yeah, I mean, I personally, I think it makes a lot of sense because if you're thinking about it, I mean, they only played 72 games this year, but a normal season's 82 games. So you play 82 games and you're the eighth seed and then the ninth seed is one game back. You played 82 games and they're one game away and they don't have, and they're like, there's nothing they can do. Now I understand they should have won those games during the regular season, but you know, if you're within one game after 82 and you play each other, you would think that you're very, very close in terms of skill. Whoever wins that game probably deserves to be in the playoffs. So I think it makes a lot of sense. I know there were a couple of people that actually said, um, you know, after the Lakers-Warriors game, which was kind of a, you know, you're in the play-on games. I don't think you're going to see games that are quite that insane because the Warriors are in like a weird situation where like they have Curry, like he's amazing, but they're also like kind of hurt. So, but, and then obviously the Lakers, like LeBron was hurt. The Lakers are still like, obviously a very, very good team, but a lot of people were saying, Oh, this is why the NBA should have single elimination playoffs. I'm like, first of all, one, that would never happen. They would lose billions of dollars. Like they would never, ever do that. And two, that would kind of suck because as we know with basketball, I mean, it, it's, you know, sometimes you, the, the, the ball just doesn't go in the hoop. And if you got a team like the Nets and they're playing someone else, that's clearly not as good as them, but they have an off game. And it's like that they would move on to the playoffs and you'd look back and you'd be like, that team was just not as good as the Nets. Like the, and they still won. Like it's kind of weird. I know that happens in football, but football is like you can't even ask them to play multiple games. That would just be ridiculous. So regardless, I know there were a couple of people on Twitter that I saw say that uh, it's just ridiculous. But 
Um, moving on to the actual game, some the, obviously the Lakers um, Golden State game was absolutely ridiculous. Uh, LeBron James he spent about two minutes on the floor after getting poked in the eye, and I know that guy on the Mets that got hit with like a ninety mile, ninety five mile an hour fastball spent thirty seconds on the ground, and if you see him, it literally looks like someone hit him with like a hammer in the head. No. So. I got to say, that's part of the reason why I've never been a massive LeBron guy. I respect his skill. He's potentially the best of all time in terms of talent. I don't think he's the greatest. Discussion for another day. But that's kind of why I don't really like him that much because he's definitely, no matter how you want to put it, he's he's a little bit of an actor. There's no question about it. Um, But at the same time, he hit an insane shot, absolutely ridiculous. Stephen A. Smith said it was lucky, which I think is funny. Uh, these people always want to like discredit LeBron and whatnot. Um, he's hit that. He's hit the same kind of shot multiple, multiple times in his career. Um, so I don't want to discredit him there. But what I thought was funny is after the game, they interviewed him. He's like, "Yeah, I saw three rims. I just shot at the middle." I'm like, "Dude, you just hit like an unbelievable shot." And now you're <laughs> like, "Yeah, I didn't even know where I was shooting, dude." Like, don't say that. Just be like, "Yeah, I'm clutch, regardless." Um, but yeah, I, I, Lakers Golden State was really, really good. Every other game, you know, wasn't insane. Uh, but I, I do like the system overall. I hate that people like right after a game like that where LeBron hits that fucking legendary shot. I mean, it's the best shot ever in a playing game. Uh, People just automatically result to comparisons and like, oh, Curry played better. Uh, LeBron was the GOAT in that game. You get what I'm saying. And it's Mm -hmm. just like, can we respect greatness at once? Like, can we respect Curry and LeBron at the same time? Because both have fucking under. Steph they have Curry, to be retired for you to do that. That's how yeah, it works these I, days. I, I know. And I mean, Steph Curry had a fucking fantastic game. The Warriors were using him as essentially a decoy the entire first quarter because he, I think he put up like one shot in the first quarter and they were still outscoring the Lakers. The Lakers were having a really slow start and they fought back tooth and nail because Steve Kerr, for some reason, thought not having a lineup of no Steph Curry and no Draymond on the floor with Anthony Davis and LeBron on the floor was a good idea. It, it wasn't, uh, but that's essentially what happened. And I mean, this plan does so. I know LeBron was bitching about the fucking plan, and he's like, whoever made this idea up needs to be fired. I couldn't disagree more. I mean, I just love that it expand it it shrinks the playoffs, but it also expands it. Do you get what I'm saying when I say that? How does it shrink it? Because in order to be locked into the playoffs, you have to be a top six seed. Oh yeah. So it gets more teams to be competitive to be in the top six seed so they can dodge the play-in. But it also expands it because you if you're a 10 seed, you have a shot. And mm-hmm. uh, I really like that aspect. But Warriors Lakers was like would you say that's like, no Spurs Grizzlies earlier that day was a really good game too, mm-hmm. uh, but it got obviously, uh, you know, looked over because of Lakers Warriors and Lakers Warriors was the one that everyone was talking about and it lived up to the hype for sure. Yeah, I mean, and Tatum dropped fifty in his playing game. Yeah. So I mean, the playing games were pretty good. It's definitely obviously win or go home. It's like it's comp- well for the most part. Sometimes you get to play again, but it's like the most competitive you can get. It's like a game seven. Um, so I like the system overall and I think it's really good and we got some good games. So I'm happy about it, but let's move on to the matchups. Uh, the way we're going to do this is we're going to go, you know, one, eight to both conferences. Then we're going to go two seven, both conferences, three, six, and so on. Um, so starting off the Eastern conference, Philadelphia, the one seed, they're playing Washington, Washington lost their first play in game. They won their second, um, and they get the eight seed. Washington, hats off. I'll give my prediction right now. Um, I'm going to say Philadelphia in four, I think, in my opinion. Um, but credit to Washington. They had a 0.6% chance of making the playoffs, and they did. And that's kind of what Russ has done his entire career. I know 
the social media and just media in general is so split on Russ. Um, you know, a lot of people think he's like unbelievable. There's people out there that will put him in top five greatest point cards of all time, just because what he's been able to do in terms of the regular season and his stats, which is understandable, but then he gets to the playoffs and he obviously hasn't done very well historically. Um, so I understand both sides, but I'm a guy that, you know, I don't love him because he doesn't do great in the playoffs, but I still give him a ton of credit because what he's been able to do 0.6% chance of making the playoffs. They made it. Um, so props to them, but I'm going to take Philadelphia in four. Yeah, this is, this is a sad case of um, just one team is just better. <laughs> it's, it's the one versus eight. So it's not, you know, it's like you see Washington and they had a fucking brutal start to the season. They were horrible. Russell Westbrook was shooting bricks like he could have been a construction worker. That's how bad he was playing. And they then have COVID problems, which fucked up their season even more. And everyone's like, wow, the Wizards suck. Why'd they make this trade for Russ? What the hell? And then later on in the season, they have that 0.6%. And Russ turns on, he flips a switch, carries his fucking ass to the playoffs. And they go on a crazy run. I think they won like... I don't even remember what the exact stat was, but they won a lot of games and go on this crazy run. They get the eight seed on the last day of the season, beating out the Hornets and they're the eight seed and it's awesome, but they get Philadelphia. And even though I'm not like crazy high on Philadelphia, I honestly think they're the fourth best team in the conference. And I'm not really afraid to say that Uh, they just outmatch the Wizards in every way. I mean, mm-hmm. they got Joel Embiid, who the Wizards cannot stop at all. Tobias Harris, who's a good scoring threat. And then you got Ben Simmons, who's a great perimeter defender you can throw on Russell Westbrook or Bradley Beal. You also got Danny Green, who's a nice perimeter defender you can throw. You got Matisse Thybul, who's fucking unreal. Like, he's one of the best defenders in the league. He just doesn't play enough minutes. And he plays like 20 minutes per game, but he's arguably one of the best top. He's definitely top 10 defender in the league, like Mm -hmm. this season for sure. And he has a case for first team all defense, if you're being honest, but he just doesn't play enough. So you can throw him at anyone. You could probably throw him at Beal and he will hold up just fine. And everything that the Wizards have, that the Sixers have, it just outmatches the wizards it's just in every aspect simmons I mean, and uh simmons and Embiid are both healthy right yeah they yeah, are now that's sweet like i i'm predicting a sweep as well i i know you said that too i mean maybe the wizards could take one off yeah you never know i can see it i mean they got beal and westbrook those are both obviously great players they could take one for sure but, but man their defense is just atrocious yeah and they're starting Alex Lanet center. How do you think that's going to go with Joel Embiid? <laughs> Not well <laughs> with him. I mean, then they're going to have to throw out what Daniel Gafford, Robin Lopez, like it, it's just, Not good. It, it's a sweep. I, I, I'm sorry, Kurt, and he's not here to defend Washington. But Yeah, the Washington fan's not here, but I think that he would probably agree with – I mean, he probably would say, like, maybe in six, but I don't think it could go any further than that. I liked Washington's chances more against the Nets than I did the Sixers, and that sounds crazy to say, but I thought Washington hmm. could at least get a game off of Brooklyn because of Brooklyn's defense and that yeah. they wouldn't be able to score their, slow down their scoring. Uh, Washington just, I mean, them against Philly, it's just such a bad mismatch, and uh, yeah, it's a sweep for me. Yeah, I mean, this, the 76ers lead the series 3-0 in the regular season, uh, and it probably will be 7-0 by the end of the series. So Agreed. moving on to uh, Western Conference 1-8, versus eight, Utah, number one seed this year. Ridiculous in what they've done. They've played amazing. And they get Golden State, which I know. Oh, okay, okay. We got to pay respect. This is being recorded before the Grizzlies-Warriors game. That is true. That is true. We should say that. We're both picking Golden State for that game. 
Yeah, we both think Golden State is going to beat Memphis, but obviously, respect to Memphis, they could pull it out. Uh, we'll do predictions for both. Uh, I think they're going to be pretty similar uh, both ways, at least for Sam. Uh, for me, I'm. Ooh. I know we were talking about this. I know we were talking about this before. I'm going to take Utah. Um, oh, I think okay. it could be relatively close. Like I, I could see seven games. I think Steph Curry has been absolutely unreal this year, um, but at the same time, it's really just like Utah is so deep. They have so many good players. And Golden State's like kind of the opposite. They're very, it's just Curry. I mean, like Draymond Green has been decent. Wiggins has been decent, but it's not, it's, you know, it's not Donovan Mitchell. It's not, you know, Rudy Gobert. It, it, there's so many players on Utah that are just going to outclass Golden State. Um, I could see it going to six. I'm going to say Utah in six. Uh, Warriors do lead the season series to one, but at the end of the day, it's playoff basketball. Um, and I like Utah. I do want to bring something up though. It's that, uh, Donovan Mitchell is coming back from an injury and that's actually kind of a big deal with this series uh, because although the Warriors roster is fucking atrocious outside of Steph Curry and Draymond Green and they have been injured to shit and pretty simply I mean they don't have Wiseman or Clay. honestly they have Clay. I might pick Golden State but yeah I would as well Golden State wouldn't be this the eight seed if if they had clay, they'd be a top six seed for sure. Um, but yeah, I'm also going Utah in probably six as well, because I feel like they're going to probably need a little bit of acclimation to uh, Donovan Mitchell coming back and just adjusting to that. And then obviously you got the unknown factor of Steph Curry being Steph Curry. Yeah. You could drop 55 and, any moment and you just can't do anything about it but yeah like when those when the warriors when steve kerr eventually throws those all bench lineups out there or those lineups without steph or draymond in them utah is so deep that they could just throw whoever the fuck they want out there and they'll outscore golden state pretty much every single time with steph curry off the floor i mean they've got two six man of the year candidates with jordan clarkson and which joe makes Ingles. zero sense by the way well i mean the clip didn't the clip, joe Ingles the clip, start like 30 games this year i don't remember but i the clip i mean the clippers had two last year as well so like that's true you can't really complain but yeah i mean their bench is fantastic there's their their entire team is just great and i can't really see golden state coming out of this alive but they have the biggest like wild card in the league right now i would say and for who can swing a series the most mm -hmm. yeah definitely um if memphis were to win i'm taking utah on four i, I don't yeah utah, I, I, memphis I does say, not measure too. up to uh utah in any sort of way um but yeah that's the those are the two one eight matchups. Moving on to two seven in the East, Brooklyn versus Boston. Boston seven seed, Brooklyn two seed. Um, in my opinion, I'm going Brooklyn with a sweep. Uh, I don't think Tatum's going to be able to do enough in this series to be able to stop the scoring that Brooklyn has. And uh, I know we, you, Sam mentioned before that Brooklyn doesn't have the best defense, but. Boston is Boston has just been a team that is so underwhelming this year, in my opinion. Um, I know Jalen Brown's hurt now, obviously too, which is massive loss for them. Nets lead the series 3-0 in the regular season, and I think it's going to be a sweep. I'm going to go Brooklyn five. Uh, I think they'll drop game one, uh, pretty just out the gate. Wow. Yeah, I think they're going to drop game one because of the acclimation. Uh, they're just going to be kind of, I mean, they're when all three of them play, they're fucking unstoppable. Um, but the fact of the matter is I, I just feel like there's one game of error in there for them. And, you know, the nets have such a wide margin of error, but Boston does some things that Brooklyn will struggle with. I mean, they struggle with smaller guards and Kemba's fits that MO. Uh, he's kind of torched them in the past. And then obviously you got JT, who is just a monster. He's great. Uh, it's just they don't have a threatening interior score like a Giannis or a Joel Embiid. And that is a player that would swing a series for against the Nets, for sure. And Boston just doesn't have that. They have Tristan Thompson, Luke Cornett, <laughs> just, just trash, yeah. just straight up trash. 
And that's going to be the main factor in the series. But I'm going to go Nets in five. I think they'll drop one early and then just gentlemen sweep the rest. Fair, fair, fair. Uh, moving on to 2-7 in the West. This one is maybe the most interesting. Um, it's up there. Phoenix, obviously the two-seed. L.A., the Lakers get the seven-seed. Um, obviously winning the play-in game against Golden State, they get the seven-seed. So it's going to be, you know, this one's weird because, you know, the Lakers are obviously better than the seventh seed. LeBron was hurt this year, but at the same time, they've definitely looked pretty vulnerable um, this year, which is, you know, different from last year. Uh, And it's weird. Phoenix is so young. It's definitely a very young team. I mean, they got CP3, but Aiton, Booker, both very young. Those are obviously two of the three stars they have. And it kind of seems like, I don't want to, like, it feels like the Nuggets a little bit. The Nuggets, obviously, of, like, years past, like, they were very young. They were very talented. You don't know if it's going to be quite their year yet. Um, But they've played amazing this year. And CP3 is really the big, you know, difference between maybe are they the old Nuggets? Because CP3 is, you know, he obviously, he's never been to the finals, but the man is like ridiculous. Like he's every team that this guy goes to in the last three years is just amazing. Um, So I do think that he might be the key to this series. If Phoenix were to pull it out Uh, my official prediction, it's so hard. I know before I get mine, Kurt is very high on Phoenix. Um, We'll get into that later. So I'm, I'm Kurt has Phoenix beating LA in this, but I'm going to go Lakers in seven games. Um, I don't think LeBron's going to lose. I, I've bet against LeBron before in the past. I said he was going to lose to the Raptors. What was that, like three three or four years ago? Well, was that when they were the four seed in the second yeah. round? Yeah, yeah, it was when they swept them. Yeah, they swept them, <laughs> and yeah. the Raptors and were the one. Yeah, yeah. I really thought the Raptors would win that year. I was telling all my friends, and they're like, dude, never bet against LeBron. I'm like, no, I'm telling you, like, this is the year. Um, and obviously, LeBron's a different player now. He's much older. He also had the ankle injury. But I'm still not going to battle against LeBron until it bites me in the ass. So I'm going to go LeBron. I'm going to go not LeBron. I'm going to go LA in seven games. Yeah, this is just like a unfortunate circumstance for the Suns because you play 72 games. You get that two seed. You nearly get the one seed, may I add. It came down to the last day of the season for them to get to get locked into the two seed. They have this fantastic season, their first winning season in fucking how long? F- feels like a decade. And they win 51 games. Yeah, so. since Steve Nash was there. And, I mean, they deserve to bask in the glory of being a good team again. And then they pull the Lakers, and they pull LeBron James, and Anthony Davis, and the reigning champions. That's tough. <laughs> like this this would never happen in any other year but lebron and anthony davis got hurt at the same time and that's just brutal it it sucks it it just straight up sucks for them and i feel terrible for them but i'm not saying this like they're gonna get swept they're not gonna get swept they're gonna put up a really damn good fight because they're a really damn good team this phoenix team is deep like it's a really good roster and they have bodies they can throw at LeBron and AD that can hold up. I mean, Jay Crowder, you saw what he did against Giannis last year. You got uh, freaking Mikhail Bridges, who's a stud defensive wing. You could throw him on LeBron or anything of the sort. And just their entire roster is just nice. And what Monty Williams has done there has been so good. It's been so good. And he's probably going to win coach of the year. And I know Tibbs has a very good case, but it's probably going to go to Monty because of the two seed. I mean, the Suns are a great team, but it's the Lakers. And I'm not betting against the Lakers and LeBron James, like you said. And I'm pretty much just going to pick Lakers in six. I'm going to go Lakers in six. Phoenix, All right. I mean, I did. Phoenix goes up 2-0 at home. The Lakers win four straight. That would be that. 
that's literally i can already see it that's like that is gonna happen actually i can already lebron he's Everyone, washed everyone's he's gonna react back to the against the games. you're gonna see edits of lebron on instagram in like pods like healing up and getting like powerful and then he's just gonna come out he's gonna drop a triple double he's gonna drop 45 points and then it's over no but man i mean like the, literally phoenix like like you were saying with chris paul chris paul goes somewhere the team gets fucking great and they get a heartbreaking playoff loss. It's literally what happens every single time when Chris Paul goes to a team in the West. Mm-hmm. It happened with the Clippers numerous times. It happened with the Rockets. And now you could throw that up to other factors. Obviously, he got hurt in that Western Conference Finals. He didn't play the last couple of games against the Warriors when they were up 3-2. So you can make a case that they go to the finals that year. They probably do, but you never know. And then he goes to the Thunder. They lose in seven. Tough. And now you're under the Suns. You pull LeBron. That's just brutal, man. And you, I, I will commend this. You were the one out of the three of us that were. I was the, thinking about that the other you, day. You were, you were the one out of the three of us that had the Suns super high. Yeah, I, I think I, I think, had him. I think like three four, or something, three, three or four. four. Yeah, three or four. And me and Kurt were like, "What the fuck is wrong with yeah. you?" I'm at like seven, and I commend you for that. That that's good. Good on you, Sully. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I had Dallas as like two or the, two though. So I think it all. Uh, I mean, that, I, I think I had him high, maybe like we, four. We all were know. on the Luca MVP train. Yeah, I didn't well, pick Luca though. I picked LeBron, but. Um, We'll talk about Luca when we get there. Um, but yeah, so Sam said LA in six. I said LA in seven. Um, moving on. Three six in the East. Milwaukee, Sam's team going up against Miami Heat, rematch of the playoff series last year that did not go too well for the Bucks. This year, the Bucks could you could say much improves. Definitely some additions to that team. And uh, Miami, maybe you could say not as powerful as they were last year. Um, so it looks like it's swinging in the Bucks' favor. Did they do enough to win this year, Sam? What do you think? Did they do enough? Uh, well, do you think they're going to win? Well, yes, I have to say that. Uh, <laughs> and I'm going to say they do in seven but I don't like wow. saying I, seven. I can't. I would not I, trust I the Bucks in a game seven. I can't either because I trust Jimmy Butler so much in a game yeah. seven way more than I do Giannis, Chris. But I don't know how Drew's going to be. Like, I think the biggest X factor in this game or in this series is Drew Holiday. Because let me just illustrate this to you about Eric, how bad Eric Bledsoe was last year in the Heat series. He shot 30% from the field. And 20% from three. And average like it's not good. And average like seven. I don't know. I don't remember. He That's was not fucking, what you want. He was fucking terrible. And then you pull you bring in Drew Holiday, who has done excellent in the playoff series that he's played with the Pelicans. I mean, do you remember that series against when they swept the Blazers Damn. as a six yeah. seed? Yeah, he played out of his mind in that series. And if you're getting Drew Holiday is just a smarter player. He's a better ball handler. He's a more versatile defender. I feel like him and Jimmy are going to be glued to each other this entire series. And it's just a matter of do the Bucks additions outweigh the Heat's losses? Because the Heat had a guy like Jay Crowder, and they moved on. He went to Phoenix, and now they have Trevor Ariza, who's just not to the standard of Jay Crowder, who can hold up better against Giannis. Trevor Ariza can't really as well. Tyler Hero is playing a lot worse. Goran Dragic is in FIBA. Goran Dragic. That's the biggest difference to me. I mean, Dragic is definitely big too, but Tyler Hero has been in non-factor this year. Tyler Hero was and he was lights out last year. Yeah, the so. bubble heat were like the epitome of right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. They got hot at the right time and just the bubble was a perfect setting for them to catch fire and go off and just make a run. And the Bucks, ever since they got to the bubble, they just never caught their stride. You even saw it in the regular season, the last few games of the regular season when they're in the bubble, they just never could get it going. You saw it from the outset and it was even though I hate to admit it, it was kind of, it was very, you could see it. The writing was on the wall 
after watching that magic series that they probably were going to lose that heat series, but uh, the heat still match up very well against the box. And I think the biggest, okay. I did say the biggest X factor is drew holiday. I fucking lied. The biggest X factor is Mike Boonholzer for the bucks that, that like that pretty simply is that because the coaching difference in this series is massive. Spolstra is arguably the best coach in the league. I don't think that's crazy to say. He's a genius, and Boonholzer does not adjust. Now, throughout the regular season, the Bucks have been trying a lot of new shit, and it's been working for the most part, but we haven't seen this his adjustments at the playoff stage. And the Heat, as a first-round litmus test, that's going to be interesting. Litmus test. Yo, would you rather have uh, Eric Bledsoe and Budenholzer or Spolstra? I mean, uh, Spolstra. Would you rather I'm have taking Spolstra. No, 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 no. Would you rather have Spolstra and Eric Bledsoe or Drew Holiday and Budenholzer? God, I'll take the player. You I always, too. I, I always take the player. You, you got to take the talent, dude. Because if. I would because a coach can only get you so far. You got to have the players that can get you far. And I'd rather have the talent. And Drew is just worlds better than Bledsoe. And I am very intrigued to see how he affects this series um, because I'm going to go Bucks in six. That's going to be my official prediction because I'm fucking terrified of saying in seven because I'm afraid if we go to seven, Jimmy Butler is going to just take over the game and i'm i'm terrified of that so for the culture for brandon jennings bucks and six brandon against jennings. Do, do you remember that do you, do brandon you know i i don't know, I don't know what you're referencing but brandon jennings and no. monte ellis on the bucks i used to use them in 2k and they were unreal yeah I, yeah uh but no a couple <laughs> of years back and i think it was 2013 couple of years back that's like eight years ago well yeah but this is when brandon jennings was on the box and uh i think it was 2013 we were the eight seed the heat were the was the one seed you know against lebron and dwayne dwayne wade and bosh and brandon jennings in an interview right before I the think playoffs, I this. he said bucks and six <laughs> about yeah. the series and then we got fucking demolished we got swept <laughs> and i and dude bucks and six has become a, a catchphrase for the culture it's been our culture for like eight years now and for the culture bucks and six over the heat we're gonna live it up we're gonna live up to that name but i'm i'm just letting this be known i'm fucking terrified and i could see us get absolutely mopped we could get absolutely destroyed in this series i wouldn't be shocked and Bud better be out the fucking door if that happens. But so yeah. you go. I know what you're picking, but uh, um, I'm gonna go Miami in seven. Yeah. Um, like we said, if it goes to his seventh game, you don't trust the Bucks. I don't trust them either. Uh, I, I, it's it's more so trusting Jimmy over the Bucks. Um, Jimmy's been one of my favorite players for a long time. I I have his jersey from when he was on the Bulls. Uh, he's ridiculous. He's the epitome of, you know, not showing up on the stat sheet, which is usually, I don't really believe in that argument too much, but even though he had puts up great stats, he is just ridiculous what he does for that team um, in terms of being a leader and everything. I'm going to take Miami in six. I, I mean, seven. Uh, I like, I like Bam. He's going to play a big, big role in this series. And um, yeah, I don't know. That's my pick. I, I go back and forth all the time on this series. It's just... Well, you got to take the Bucks. I, I'm going to because I have to, but I, I feel like... <laughs> you seem very confident. I, I'm not. I, I'm being <laughs> completely honest. I am not confident at all. Um, this series is going to tell us a lot about them. And it was last year fluke with the bubble. It was a reoccurrence of... The, our demons in the Eastern Conference Finals from a few years ago. Is Giannis really a playoff performer? And we're playing the team that should test us the most, like in any series possible. And they, yeah, they think... had the opportunity to dodge them. They could have dodged them. They, they played the Heat on Saturday, and they didn't rest anyone. They went for them, and they won. And if they lost, the, if the Bucks threw that game like the Clippers, 
the Heat would have won, and then the Heat would have been the five seed, I think. And we'd be playing the Knicks. Oh, well, you would have got blown out. In I don't match up. I actually am <laughs> less confident against the Knicks than uh, the, the Heat, obviously. But You're kidding, right? No, I'm, of course I'm fucking <laughs> okay. kidding. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, uh, <laughs> we're going to beat uh, Giannis. I mean, I, I'm terrified, but it's going to be interesting. I could see like so many outcomes to this series, and I would not be shocked by any of them. I agree. I think the Bucks could dominate this. The Heat, you know, like you said, it could have been a flash and a pan last year. They obviously struggled a lot this year, um, but I think they match up well against Milwaukee. So I do see them winning overall. But it's going to be interesting. A lot like, of questions will be answered about Giannis in this series. I think. Yeah, like I love the Heat's roster. Like I, I have Jimmy Butler's Marquette jersey because I'm a Marquette fan. Yeah, he's the fan. man. He, I've loved Jimmy Butler for forever, and I fucking hate that he's on the Heat. I hate it. And I've loved Bam since before he was an all-star. It blew out last. Blew out. What am I saying? Just <laughs> before he got good. Uh, got obviously good. I was on the play Bam over Whiteside train. <laughs> blew out. But I was on the start Bam over Whiteside train for so long. And then they finally did it because they traded Whiteside for fucking Jimmy Butler somehow. I don't know how Pat Riley did it, but he did it. And the Heat are great. There, I I like the Heat's chances more uh, for a finals run than the 76ers. Yeah. I don't know. I think if Simmons and Embiid are going to be healthy this entire playoff run, um, the Heat Embiid, Embiid's been playing the Sixers' problems, dude. They, they do. And Jimmy is, you know, Jimmy holds grudges more than anyone in the world. So he's going to try to decapitate Embiid and Simmons. But Embiid's playing different this year. He's, I mean, he's always been really good, but he's, you know, seems a little bit uh, more just different. I don't know. He's, he's been ridiculous this I, year. I don't um, know, man. I, I just am not high on the Sixers this year. I mean, I hate Simmons, uh, but I don't hate I, any of their players. I, like I just don't trust them. Like, I don't trust Doc. I don't tr- trust Ben. And it, like a like a close series. I don't trust Ben. Tobias is kind of here and there. And and Embiid has gotten absolutely locked down in a lot of instances. I mean, do you remember the Toronto series a couple years ago? Marcus Saul was like all over this dude. Like he he couldn't do anything. And they got bam. And I I I don't know, man. I I I just am not big on the Sixers this year. I am more optimistic about the Heat, the Bucks, and the Nets than I am the Sixers. It's definitely fair. Sixers have let us down in the past multiple times. But moving on to 3-6 in the West, Denver with a three-seed, Portland with a six-seed. Um, that guy tweeted at Damian Lillard. He said, man, you got to win 42 games. I bet my house on it. Dame said, no problem. He wins 42 games on the last game of the season. He says, let me see that ticket. The guy bet around $300. He won 200 bucks. Yeah, I don't know what kind of house this guy's living in, but I don't know. It's a cardboard box or something. But regardless, um, Denver, Portland. This is an interesting series, honestly. I think it's going to be a pretty good one. Um, You know all the legends of playoff dame uh which i think is a little bit overrated by the way but i'm gonna go denver they don't have jamal murray anymore which is a massive hit for them we talked about before the podcast jamal murray you know he's a little bit hot and cold but when he's hot he is ridiculous um so it definitely is gonna hurt them but Jokic is playing absolutely ridiculous this year uh by the way my mvp pick from like three or four years ago i was just a little bit early (laughs) um but yeah, I'm going to take Denver in six. I am also going to be taking Denver in six. Uh, I love Denver. I, I love them. They, Their time, <laughs> what? Yeah, just, I love Denver. I, I love them. I do. Like, I have loved this Denver team and how they have built this roster for years now. And I think their time has been coming for a long time. I mean, ever since, do you remember that game? Oh, it's been every single year. It's like, oh, they're going to make it. And then they lose. They're like, nah, they're young. They're young. Well, no, but last, like... I don't know, man. Last year, that was a, that was a, that was a sign. 
Like they no, it was no they every year they've been you they've definitely they've been like gotten, stepping up they a have ladder been getting better they have yeah. been getting better and better they did lose to the the Blazers two years ago uh, when the Blazers mm-hmm. went to the uh, Western Conference Finals they lost in Game Seven to the Blazers because CJ McCollum had a fucking day and that's it's just what happened but every single year Denver's just gotten better and better and I truly believe if Denver. If Jamal Murray did not get hurt, they would be my finals pick. Like, I'm just laying that out there right now. I love this team. I love how they're coached. Their players are getting better and better at the right time. They've got a big three that they built from within with Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., and Nikola Jokic. I was so high on them coming into the season, or not coming into the season, but throughout the season as a build. I was always on the Jokic MVP train like all of us were on this podcast and Jamal Murray gets hurt and it sucks. It really sucks, but I don't think they're going to go down easily. I think they're going to beat this Portland team. Who the fuck is stopping Jokic on this Portland team? Like who? Do you have any idea? Uh, Magic. I don't know. Like dark (laughs) voodoo magic. Uh, No one. I don't know. And like this Nuggets team, yeah, it's missing Jamal Murray, but they still match up pretty well. Uh, they still got scoring. They've still got really nice defensive wings that can th- they can throw against the Blazers starting five, which is very small aside from Nurkic. And the Blazers depth kind of stinks, uh, and the Nuggets depth doesn't stink. So I, I just really like the Nuggets and. I'm very I'm so sad that they didn't that they don't have Jamal Murray this year because I would pick them to go all the way. But you know what? Their time is coming. Next year will be the year. And I'm very optimistic for their future. And we saw that last year. They almost got knocked out first round last year to the Jazz. They come back 3-1. They do another 3-1 comeback against the Clippers. And then they get swept by the Lakers. But the Lakers were so good last year, but I love, I love Denver. I'm yeah. I mean, I might have Michael go five, but I, I'm going to go six just off the precipice of Damian Lillard and CJ and all the, well, Denver has um, Michael Porter jr. So they can't lose. I'm yeah. day one, Michael Porter jr. That, and, and you know, that's, that. true. that's true. I'm day one that I just looked up his stats. Cause I wanted to see the percentages. The man shooting 44% from three. Yeah, this guy's cracked. He's good. I, he's he really freaking good. Not on defense, but it doesn't matter into today. He's an offensive guy, and like I said, I was I was a big Michael Porter Jr. guy. Um, and Jokic, I yeah, I was yes. You, you've been. A- I posted on my old Instagram account. I used to run like a sports Instagram account. I literally posted. I said Michael Porter Jr. in his prime will be a top five player in the NBA. That's an aggressive I remember, take. That's I remember. very aggressive. I remember when you posted um, that. that was, it's possible. I'm just putting it out there. It's I, I, I possible. Do have a, I do have a question for you because me and Kurt were kind of talking about this. Skinny Jokic. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ever since that man cut some weight, yeah, he's been a fucking menace. Mm-hmm. I know you agree with this. If Skinny Jokic stays skinny for the rest of his career, where do you think... Jokic finishes all time. Well, that's the thing about Jokic, just because I was so high on Jokic, as you know, like you just said. Um, He's also a lot younger than you think he is. Yeah, was he like 24? I think he's 26. Okay, yeah. Well, you said younger than I thought, so I guess really low. But yeah, I would say 25, 26. Yeah, he's, he's 20, young. He's yeah. 26, yeah. And, uh, the thing about Jokic is I always said he's going to go down as, you know, one of the best centers, in my opinion, just if the office skill set's ridiculous. If he gets the accolades, obviously that's up for grabs. But uh, a lot of people would argue me and they would say the guy's so out of shape, uh, which he's really not. He plays like 45 minutes in the playoffs. <laughs> is absurd. I don't know how he yeah. does it. But obviously when you look at him, he is a little bit like uh, he was pretty big, as we all know. And some of the arguments were, you know, as he gets 30, 33, 35 up in that area, it's going to be tough to be that big and still maintain and be a really good player, which I think is a fair argument. But as you said, he lost a lot of weight this year. Um, This is his best year of his career. He looks really good. Um, So if he's able to stay in shape and all that stuff like that, I mean, 
in terms of greatest centers, uh, if we're talking about his skill set, I legitimately think he's definitely going to be in the conversation for best center of all time. Uh, I think he has a ridiculous like when you watch him play, it's insane. He's literally a point guard in a center's body. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's ridiculous what he can do. He's he can shoot. It, he does everything. Um, yeah, his I, game ages excellently, which yeah. I think is going to play very well for his case because he's mm-hmm. going to be very relevant for a long time because of how he plays. Yeah. It, it's which just, is usually not the case for big men. Exactly. Like you usually see big men win based off pure dominance in the paint and their athleticism and their defense and their rim protection and their help defense. Jokic does not play like that at all. He's a good defender. People think he's a shit defender. He's, yeah, he's not, not bad. bad. He's not bad at all, but he's dominant inside scoring mid-range scoring outside scoring he makes some of the fucking craziest reads with the ball i've ever seen his passing ability is incredible i he is going to age like fine wine in the nba and i yeah, i truly I want some of that one yeah exactly <laughs> and I, we we're the Jokic stands on this podcast and uh i, I also forgot to bring up uh the aaron gordon acquisition by the nuggets yeah it's been fantastic and i forgot about him honestly yeah that is big he's been great for them and i've i feel so bad that jamal murray is hurt man i wanted to see what this team could do in the playoffs with jamal murray but they're probably gonna be short-lived because they're gonna have to play the lakers in the second round and then you know how that's probably gonna end but if they go against phoenix how would you feel about that if the Nuggets played Phoenix in the second uh, round, yeah, I probably pick Phoenix. But I might take Phoenix, yeah, yeah. which sucks. Yeah, that's but- why injuries suck, man. It's like you're gonna look back and let's say like the Denver loses in the second round to Phoenix, or they lose in the second round to LA, whatever it is. You'll look back and you're looking back at Jokic's career or something, and you'll be like, oh, they lost in the second round. Like, blah, 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 not that good. Like, if they have Jamal Murray, like you said, you'd pick them to win the West. And, I mean, they very well could. It's like one yeah. small player that people aren't really going to think about in, you know, six, seven years that changes a lot of what could happen in a season. Um, and it sucks. They played 72 games this year, shortened season. Then Jamal Murray tears ACL. It's like, all right, well, we'll go get him next year. It's like, dude. yeah, and they probably won't be as high of a seed next year because Jamal Murray is going to be out for a lot of the year, probably because That's true. the season's going to turn around very quickly. Yeah. Um, because and obviously you have working parts, you have contracts, you get people are going to leave. They might, they might get better, but they might also get worse. You don't really know what's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, this was their year. I mean, not to say that they won't have years down the line, but this was a good looking year for them and it sucks. But they, that's sports. Their, they do have their core locked up though, which is all that matters. They have their big three locked up for a long time. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that's all that matters. And that's, that's good for them. They have the pieces in place. It's just, yeah, it fucking sucks. And Jamal Murray is probably going to be hurt for at least half the year next year because the NBA is going to start up in October. Um, probably this, I think that's what they're planning. They're trying to get the mm-hmm. schedule back on track. So that sucks, man. But, but Denver and six still. It is what it is. Yes. Denver and six over Portland. Moving on. Four burst five. New York Knicks. Wow. We haven't said that in a while. That's kind of crazy. Eight years. (laughs) Uh, The Knicks versus Atlanta. Let it be known that the Knicks uh, have sold out the arena and the Nets have not. Just want to put that out there. That Harden's Um, giving out 50% off tickets. I saw that, (laughs) which is like cool, but also like kind of absurd that he has to do that. It's the vaccinated. I think it was for the vaccinated section that he's like selling 50% off tickets. What a guy. What a guy. What a guy. Um, But yeah, the Knicks managed to pull the four seed they have the same record as atlanta um they have the tiebreaker though i guess because they're three and oh is that how that worked uh, i yeah. guess it doesn't matter they it's... won this they won the season series so they're a four yeah. seed. um 
So, yeah, we had a huge argument in ASC group chats today about the Knicks and why they were so improved. Um, you know, some members were just saying that it's all Julius Randle. The Knicks definitely, you know, improved in a lot of areas. Tibbs was massive, huge for this team. He turned them into a defensive menace, whereas previously they were very, very bad. Um, Nerlens Noel has played great defense. Julius Randle improved a ton, even though his stats didn't get insanely better. He's a much better player now. Um, you get Emmanuel quickly. You get Derek Rose. Reggie Bullock's playing better. It, it is a lot of RJ Barrett definitely played a lot better this year. There's a lot of things that happened for the Knicks, which was good. Um, overall, Julius Randle was the most important. He's really turned into, and we were talking about this the other day also, that I hated Julius Randle, blah, 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 all this stuff that on the podcast I said I would trade Julius Randle. Um, obviously, I take that back. Julius Randle has led them to the fourth seed. This is one of the best um, you know, seasons for the Knicks in a long time, uh, most exciting. And it's been a huge part of Julius Randle. When I said that, Julius Randle was always a guy that would put up these pretty good stats, but he was never like winning you games. And, you know, he would just like, he, he wasn't incredible in my opinion. So I said, we should trade him, but now he's turned into a, you know, more of a winner now, which is good. Um, props to him. I take it back, Julius. I know you're listening. Uh, but regardless, moving into my prediction for this, I'm taking the Knicks in seven games. Um, I think this is going to be the most competitive series in the whole. You think, playoffs. really? Yes, I, I, I think this is going to be a fun-ass series. I like Atlanta. I really like Trey Young. I specifically like watching him play. Uh, he might be more exciting to play than – or more exciting to watch than he actually is good because um, he definitely has some downsides to his game, but he's, he's ridiculous. He's very exciting to watch. Uh, but Atlanta is a, Atlanta's a good team. And I think that when we predicted – we had Atlanta. Did we have them making the playoffs? Um, I feel like I was decently not. high on Atlanta. Probably not. But I could be wrong. Because I feel like we all had the Pacers in. Yeah, I remember then, we were um, so the Pacers would get the eighth seed. Wish they were close. But. We probably had Atlanta in there. I think we probably had Atlanta. Yeah, we, we were debating between – we had the Pacers in for the Knicks. Probably and then Toronto. We were, oh, yeah, we did have Toronto. You're right. And Toronto yeah. sucked. Well, no, we were debating. I remember we were debating because we had Toronto and in Indiana in for for the Knicks, and then we were debating between whether the Hawks or the Wizards would get in. I remember that was a big topic of conversation for us. I think we all picked the Wizards uh, as the eighth seed instead. I'm pretty sure. Well, look at that. Which we all got right. So that's why. But we also botched the four and the five. So. Yeah, the four and five we didn't get, but it's okay. We're predicting it now. I'm going Knicks at seven. Um, like I said, improved on a lot of things this year, as did Atlanta, but uh, I like the Knicks. They play great defense, and that's what you need. Man, I I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm being serious. I have no idea. I want, I'm going to watch every game of this series because it's going to be so much fun. Um, this is like... Like I wanted the Bucks to throw that game so Miami could get to the five seed or the four seed, so we didn't have to play them. But I also wanted to see the Knicks play the Hawks because that is like the most ideal outcome for the Knicks. And I feel like the Knicks and the Hawks both are teams that haven't been in the playoffs for a really long time. I think the Hawks haven't been in since like 2016 when Bud was there, and the Knicks haven't been there since Melo was there. Um, and both of them are really gunning for a playoff team and to win a playoff series. And they both got in the same series against one another. So someone has to win. Yes, yeah, someone is going to <laughs> win this series. And it's going to be great for both of them. They're both get, whichever one wins is going to get dismantled by the Sixers. But I, I, I really just don't know who I'm going to pick here because I think both of them have their strengths and weaknesses and they – go against each other pretty well i am gonna go with man. three two one next next and seven good boy look i yeah i know kurt's gonna pick the next two because kurt is a closet next fan yeah he uh, loves the next if, if you've been listening to the pod the past couple of uh, the past like week and a half me and kurt have sung the knicks praises like a ton uh we've sung a ton of about tibbs about randall manual quickly 
the whole lot. We, we've literally just couldn't stop talking about the Knicks. And I feel very ill-advised to not pick them here. But honestly, I love how the Hawks match up here. And there are guys in the oh, – but they – I'm going Knicks. I, I got to lock it in. I'm going Knicks. Knicks in seven. They're not losing at the Garden in a game seven. There's no chance. There's there's just no chance. I, that's going to be electric if that happens. If, if there's a game seven at the Garden, oh, my God. That's, that's yeah, basketball is better basketball. when – Basketball is better when the Knicks are good. Everyone, the Garden is one of the most iconic arenas. It's when that shit's popping, that is like top NBA right there. Dude, when the Knicks are good, basketball is just better. It just yeah. is it, because they're they're a big market team that sucks all the time for the yeah. most part. So now it's like extra cool that they're good. Yes, like, exactly. Holy shit. It's not like the Lakers who are always good, and then Lakers fans are like, man. We went through so much when we had yeah. two years of shit players without Kobe. It's like, shut up. We have teams that are like in mediocrity for fucking decades. Yeah. And the Knicks have been brutal. <laughs> there are people saying that Julius Randle is the greatest Knicks since Patrick Ewing. I saw uh, that. Yeah. I mean, I feel very. I think this series is going to be very back and forth, though. Um, it's going to be a tough battle. And I'm very, very excited for it. It's gonna be must see TV. Yeah, I'm I'm excited as well. Uh, when is the first game for that? Sat tomorrow Sunday? or Sunday? I think it, let me. I'll look up the schedule while you introduce the next one. Um, yeah, four v four versus five in the West is LA Clippers versus Dallas. Uh. This is an interesting one. I like two of these teams. Sunday, it's I like both these teams. Gotcha. Uh, I like both these teams just because, you know, LA was my finals pick last year. Um, Same here. Yeah, it didn't really work out. And Dallas, I'm a closeted Dallas fan just because I love Luka so much. He's my favorite player in the NBA. So this is tough for me. I don't really know who I want to. I mean, I do know. I, I'm going to pick the Clippers. Um Clippers might be my, they might be my team to come out. We'll discuss that after we talk about this series, but it, it pains me to not pick Dallas. And I know how good Luca can be in those, you know, high pressure situations. He's hit ridiculous shots against the Clippers before, but I don't think it's going to be enough. Dallas has kind of been underwhelming this year a little bit. Um, in the beginning, it was pretty bad. But they've definitely been better as of late. But I'm still going to go Clippers. I don't think that they're going to lose in the first round of the playoffs with Kawhi. And uh, I'm going to go Clippers in... I'm going to go Clippers in five. Ooh. Yeah. An easier time than last year, huh? Yeah. Well, I have a question for you. How do you feel about their tank job? The Clippers? Yeah, they lost. They threw out yeah. guys that just didn't get minutes. They played Jay Scrub forty plus minutes uh, against the Rockets and the Thunder, the worst two teams in the NBA over the past two months, and they lost both those games. How do you feel about that? I, I mean, you I don't like it. It's a pussy move. Yeah, I don't like it. I think it's you know it sucks. It's definitely kind. Of, you're kind of a pussy. Um, but at the end of the day, do you think that? they care that I called them a pussy or do they want the easier matchup? You know, it's like, that's why it kind of sucks. So there's really like no incentivizing them to really win those games. Um, But at the end of the day, it's like, why it's not like, it really doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Like, are you, you can't really be that upset. I mean, it's not good for the league. It's not good. It's not, it's not great, but. I feel like the Clippers are always the ones like starting like shitty trends in the league. Like well, that's uh, so PG many people were saying there. like, that's why they're just going to remain like a poverty franchise and they're never going to win anything. It's like, like, yeah, they started the load management trend. They started the, this trend. Like, I don't know, man, the Clippers are, they're like the poster child for crybabies. No, the Lakers are, but like LA man 
It's LA. Once yeah. you get to LA, you're just I swear the Lakers. I swear the Lakers after every whistle are all like, "What?" what you see that? What? You see that picture on Twitter? Well, where there's like five of them all doing yeah, the same thing. Yeah, like four of them. They were like, "What?" It's literally after every single whistle. I swear, I don't. I have to see at least two Lakers talking to the ref every single time. There's no. There's no in between. Uh, but back to the Clippers Dallas series. I'm also going the Clippers. I think they're a better team this year. They've been kind of flying under the radar uh, throughout the season because, you know, similar to the Bucks, they got, they had a shitty playoff bounce in the bubble and everyone's just kind of like, Oh, they're not going to really do anything. So they're kind of just let, not really paying much attention to them. Clippers are still a damn good team and they've got a better playoff coach, I guess. Tyron Lou, we'll have to see how he does without LeBron James, but he has fucking Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, so can't really go wrong with that. Um, but yeah, the Clippers, still a really damn good team. I still think they match up very well against Dallas, but like you said, Luka, he's a factor. Chris Stops also is a big factor. Uh, we'll see how he does. And Dallas, like you said, they had a rough start, but that was mainly because of COVID. They were one of the teams really hit by COVID at the start of the year. And, yeah, I'm going Clippers in six. I'm going to go Clippers in six. So we've picked the same winner except for Box Heat, right? Yeah. Wow. We're, we're, we're on original. We're on the same wavelength, dude. Well, yeah. But you gotta pick bucks. Too. I mean, it's like one eight. You're not gonna pick anything different. Well, Two you, seven. You, hey, hey, hey! Before the pod, you were. I know. You were I was talking about going the Warriors and the Jazz. I, I think that the Warriors will take. I said seven, didn't I? I think I said Utah in seven. Yeah, you did. You did say Utah in seven. I'm pretty sure. Which honestly, in a game seven, I might take the Warriors. But I, once again, that just goes to show I would want to take the Warriors, but I don't think that the Steph Curry difference is going to be enough to take down the roster that Utah yeah. has. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of why I'm picking Utah. Um, and 2-7, you know, Brooklyn-Boston, I'm not really going to – Phoenix-LA is obviously very interesting. Portland, I'm not, I'm not too high on Portland, man. There's always – I'm playoff games a little bit overrated. Uh, Got to take the Knicks, of course. And then uh, Clippers. Clippers are Dallas is not fair. In my, I mean, it's not not fair, but it's just the Clippers are a better team. Um, but those are all the matchups. First round. Let's give our finals predictions um, very quickly just to lock those in. Um, we'll give Kurt's first. Kurt has the Phoenix Suns against Brooklyn Nets. Battle the two seeds, um, which... I would say that would be an exciting series to me. I love Phoenix as a team. I love Devin Booker as a player. I think it'd be um, a sweep, though, if I'm being completely honest. You think? Yeah, I think the Nets would sweep them. You don't think Aiton would have a field day over there? Not really. All right, well. He's not like a dominant big man. Like, Kurt does have the Nets winning for everyone that was wondering, so yeah. it's not. I, I would pick the Nets as well. I would. Here's the thing. If Phoenix were to go to the finals, I think that would mean that they were playing really well. That's true. So I think that they could probably take a game or two. Um, yeah, but if Brooklyn cool. is, I'm very high on Brooklyn. So it's just, I, I would take Brooklyn too. Um, but, but for my pick, uh, I'm going to go Brooklyn versus the Clippers. I'm going to get, I'm putting my faith in the Clippers again. Uh, if they burn me again, then they're dead to me. <laughs> but, um, it, you know, one last year was just one year. I'm not, I'm not going to say that's a trend or anything for Kawhi or anything like that. I still think it's a really good team overall. And I, I would take Brooklyn, though. I would take Brooklyn or probably six games over the Clippers. Okay. Let me think what I have to do. Um, Man, I feel like. Fuck, damn it, injuries. Why'd you have to ruin my pick? Uh, I'm gonna, I'll be basic. I'll do Brooklyn Lakers and I'll do Lakers in wow. Six. If if LeBron wins this year, he's got a fucking good ass case. I think he's got to be the GOAT. If he can beat that team with this like run of playoff games, he'll have to go through. Uh, but I'm not like. 
I think the Lakers are the best team in the West as it stands. Um, but they, I need to see how they play against Phoenix for me to feel comfortable picking them, you know, because we, they've, like you said, they've shown vulnerabilities and they've been kind of up and down this season, obviously because of the injuries and they didn't look too threatening against the Warriors. And, you know, the Warriors, they're not really a roster to write home about aside from Curry and Draymond and, uh, the goat Juan Toscano Anderson that me and Kurt <laughs> have uh, established the fan cup fan club of, uh, well, Wiggins also has been pretty good for them too, but I'm still going to go Lakers and I'm going to pick them to win the finals because it's the NBA and they love the Lakers and, you know, they would, they would face, who would they face in the playoffs? I mean, Phoenix, Denver, Utah or Clippers. Like, honestly, that's a pretty easy road for the Lakers than what they could have gotten dealt. You know, they could have gotten the Clippers second round and the jazz in the fine in the Western conference finals. They could have gotten that instead, but they didn't, they got Suns, nuggets, blaze Suns, and then either nuggets or blazers. And then uh, Clippers or jazz. That's what they got. Honestly, I like that road for them a lot more than what they could have gotten. Um, so I'm going to go with the Lakers and they're going to win in six against the Nets. Cause I want to be a little different, but look at you, man, you're a hipster. <laughs> yeah. Right. That, that would be pretty crazy if the Lakers are able to pull that off. But um, I think that's going to be it for this episode of uh, us breaking down the new playing system. We both loved it and our first round predictions and our finals predictions um once again kurt not able to be here but his finals is phoenix nets my finals is nets over clippers and sam's final is um lakers over nets which is not gonna happen but it's okay he's different he's being different right? yeah 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 all right, <laughs> all right. well thank uh, you guys well, for listening i'm gonna pick bucks over jazz now so i can fuck, say fuck the nba all the small market teams are winning this year yeah, that would do well for ratings. They oh would, my the NBA God, would love Adam that. Silver would have a stroke if that Yeah, happened. he'll have an aneurysm before <laughs> he lets that happen. Well, that's going to be it for today's episode. Thank you guys for listening. We hope you guys did enjoy, and we'll be back with another episode next week. Goodbye.